Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Sheldon Lloyd Show with Mark Sheldon Lloyd. I love this button. It's great. It's a great button. It's my favorite. I found a new favorite button uh, in our recording. How are you doing today, mate? You all right? Really? Yeah, really well. It's really fun to be here. It's great to be with Berkshire Media and it's great to see you and Pete. It's great. Yeah, awesome. And we saw Faisal briefly, our brand manager, so it's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's yeah. been a good day. And today we're going a little bit a little bit away from property investing. Yeah, we are. Staying in theme on investing and finance and mm. all these areas. And it's a topic that you and I, we love cars and F1. It's something we bond yeah. on, not just as work colleagues, but yeah. as friends. That's right. We chat about it all the time. Exactly. Uh, whenever we have our catch-up calls, it's always, did you watch the race? Yeah. And it'll either be, that was brilliant. And you were a special guest in the Aventador. Yes. Right at so the beginning. check out that episode. Yeah, that was a really good, you interviewed me in the Aventador, didn't you? Yeah, when yeah, this that comes was out, really that'll gr- almost yeah. be a year ago. I know. So please check out that episode. It's in season one and it's a really fun episode. Alex, Sir Alex asked me great questions in the car. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic just to sit in this beautiful Lamborghini Aventador, Regio Telesto. And yeah, I loved it. And uh, You deserved it. It's awesome. You know what's great? Faisal, my boss, has the exact same car. He's still not taking me out for no. a drive in it. Yeah, there you go. Stick with me. I saw it in the garage once. That was cool. Yeah, stick with just... me. I'll, I'll, I'll... More rides to come. Yeah. So today, uh, normally, I'm the one that asks questions. You give a complex answer. And it's, <laughs> and it's an in-depth answer. Really? But yeah, okay. it's an answer. It's an answer. <laughs> but I'm new to property investing. Okay, fine. And I'm learning about it. Yeah. 25 years old. So it's all brand new to me. And I awesome. think a lot of people will appreciate that. I know a lot more about cars than I do about housing, you do. buildings, and everything like that. Yeah. So... You've driven uh, and owned many great cars, including the Lamborghini Aventador we've talked about. Uh, you've owned Bentleys, Lotuses. Yep. You've owned other Lamborghinis like a Murcielago. Yeah, I have, yeah. Ferraris as well? You've owned Ferraris? No, Not but there is, there is a Ferrari I absolutely adore, but let's save it for another episode. We'll okay. see whether I can make it happen. Is that Coming a cool soon. Car? Yeah. But the best car, and it's a car that I absolutely love. Right. It's a 2017 Toyota Igo. Right. <laughs> that's the reaction that should have been but <laughs> so so that car's really special to me because my partner my girlfriend the woman i i love that's her favorite car she loves that's her car that's her she won't part with that car and i say to her you know do you know do you want to like get a newer car and it's like no i love my igo and it seems like people who buy an igo they just fall in love with it. And I've fallen in love with it too, through her, you know, driving me back and forth uh, in it. So what's wh- where are we going with this one? Well, for starters, I want to talk about finance. Yeah. Now, I forgot to mention this while we were having coffee earlier, mm. having a break in between filming. It's actually this, it's now, it's my second I go. Wow. My younger brother, Lemmy, uh, just passed his driving test yes. a few weeks ago. And he's now got his first car. Okay. Oh, well, an Igo? Yes, it is. <laughs> 2018, so it's yes. a newer. Okay, cool. Automatic, he's only got an auto license, bless him. Okay. Um, and funnily enough, two different stories there. For me, I've always been terrified of finance. Sure. Now, I'm early in my career. I'm yeah. not earning the big bucks yet, but, you sure. know, so I'm always going to be a bit cautious on sure. these things and, and probably with, with good intent. Yeah. So for me... My my story was I said to my mum I, I just I had I've always owned a car yeah um 
and I've kind of worked my way up the car owning ladder. And I start and I had an iGo before uh, a 2008. So I wanted to move up. I was looking at my car. It had some problems developing. It was mm-hmm. a bit of a panic buy after a car accident. Sure. So sure. I basically my story with that car was uh, I want to get a new one. Yeah. And I been and purchased one, saved up the money. I did yeah. the old, very old school. No investing, none of that. I just went money aside each month, tightened up the belt for a bit, and then I actually did very well yeah. to save up for that car. Sure. So you bought that car outright. Outright. Okay. So where does car finance come in and yeah. what's it used for? And, you know, are we all kind of trying to live the big dream but not make the bucks and that's why we finance cars that's what a little bit yeah because i know people who end up buy getting cars on finance sure and i'll look and go but you don't you didn't buy it yeah you don't own it so generally i'll, I'll start off because I, I kind of think it's a really good good talk how do you finance a car yeah and when should you finance and what are the benefits of finance i think if we took it in that order so the way i look at it i have general uh, ways of, 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 of looking at things if i like a car i need to know i've got the money to buy it potentially outright yeah so believe it or not i you know i bought my my audi a5 outright i bought my first two lamborghinis outright um believe it or not now uh, when i looked at my aventador i had more than enough money to buy this car in, in cash wow but what you then do so the first rule is never finance a car that you can't that you don't have the cash for or can't put the cash together like you may not have all the cash in one bank account but you should have that amount of yeah. money that you could potentially spend because that shows you can afford it that's my first general rule now some people will disagree with me some people will listen to this and say well that's crazy but actually i've found that's a good rule of thumb because if you can go out and buy it cash then you can really understand car finance that's yeah. that's the first thing so the first thing is that that's, that's the number one rule. And the reason for that is cars are a liability. Unlike a property, I don't ever call cars an investment. I don't think cars are an investment. I think it's a nice luxury. And if you can find a car which holds value and goes up in value, that's really lucky. And to be honest with you, there are very, very few cars that go up in value. Now, if you watch uh, Shmi 150, who I think is I have a lot of respect for, I've never met Shmi, but he did buy his Lamborghini from the same dealership I did, yeah. uh, Lamborghini Pangborn. Um, I think he speaks a lot of sense. He's a great business guy and also he's a property investor too. And also he's a very, he's got a very interesting backstory. He's, he did a video on how much money he's lost on cars. And generally cars, 99% of cars go down in value. Okay. Now, when you want to go out and buy a car, let's say how much did your, how much was it? Just to give a little bit of explanation, uh, we got very lucky with my car. So it was 5,600, 5,600 okay, so pounds. Got, okay, so let's stick with that. Okay. So you've got 5,600 pounds. Now, you've got the money to buy the car. That's a great thing that you've got. But what you've got to look at, in the, if you put it all into that car, it's going to go down in value. So generally, that money gets tied up in something which is a depreciating liability, which goes down in value. That's the general rule with cars. If that money were then to be divided in two, let's say you put 50% of that money down on the car. Let's make the car 5,000. 2,500 pounds goes down on the car. Yep. You wouldn't ever put that. You don't, wouldn't, on an iGo, wouldn't put that amount down. But the other 2,500 pounds could be put into, let's say, a stocks and shares ISA. And then what you're doing, in, during the term of ownership for that car, the finance ownership, let's say 48 months, you're making a monthly payment. Now, that monthly payment, my other rule is the monthly payment should never come from your own capital. 
and hence why all monthly payments come from potential passive income yeah. through assets. So I've never, ever had to physically pay the finance payment. It's paid by the passive income I receive from my portfolio. The, therefore, your the rule generally for buying cars is if you're going to finance them, never buy something that you haven't got the money for in cash. Secondly, only buy it if the finance payments are coming from pass, from assets producing passive income. So yeah. that's quite a big step before you even buy a car. So you've basically, it puts you in the right mindset that you go out and find an asset which produces the cash flow, which then can pay the finance payment. So you're not physically using your capital. Yeah. And then once you've got enough capital, you're not putting all that capital into a liability. You're putting some of it into the liability. You're not feeling any finance payments because that's been coming from your, your passive income from your portfolio. And you're using the, the other bit of that capital to put it into another asset. So when I buy, um, when I'm thinking about cars, I always pair them with properties. So, you know, if I'm looking for another supercar, I'll make sure that I've got the money through my passive income, my savings, refinancing, whatever I'm doing, put it on a property, but also then use a part of that money, whatever I've got, onto the car. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, don't think of financing a car unless you've got the cash for it already. Yeah. Second thing so There's a lot is, of preparation Yeah, so there. that's the mindset. Secondly, you shouldn't be paying the finance payments yourself. It should be a, an, an asset that produces the passive income paying for it. And the other thing is generally always use that money that you would have put on the car and put it into an asset that does, that appreciates. That could be a property, it could be stocks and shares. People will argue about different things. The other thing about people buying their cars cash, I, um, Doug DeMuro, a very, very big car YouTuber, said people go on about buying a car cash. That's great. You drive an old car that's, you know, fitted from like like maybe 10 years ago and an SUV, a modern SUV comes and sideswipes it. Yeah. You're dying. So therefore it's your best interest to keep up with modern cars, safety. That's a really good point. And, I every four yeah. about that. And so therefore when people say, oh, you know, I'm going to buy this old car and buy it cash and own it outright. Good for you. But you won't be saying that when someone's T-boned you at a junction and your car has not got the modern structure to hold your children safely in it and something happens. So it's sometimes that's where um, that's important to not be too kind of like um, self-righteous about owning your car outright and by having driving a banger. And this is something that I think is really important. This is what I always said to my dad. There's another reason why financing a car is important, especially when you're buying a supercar. Supercars are notorious, no matter what brand, no matter what it is, that if they, if they go wrong, they can throw up big bills. Now, if a car becomes undrivable, like let's say a Lamborghini Murcielago, I've, I also host the largest UK group of Lamborghini Murcielago owners, okay? Wow. And, so th and it's also got Ed Bolian, who's Mr. Lamborghini Murcielago from the States on it. So there's a lot of great um, experience here. If someone's bought their car like a Lamborghini Murcielago, and it's going wrong. If they are, there's another, another owner who taught me this. He says, if you're with a finance company, they, they co-own the car with you. This is what people don't realise. So if that car's going wrong, they can exert force on a dealer or an independent to repair that car or give you your money back. Because they are like a, a mortgage company, a bank, lending money on a dead commodity. 
So no one's going to no no lender's going to give you a mortgage on an unmortgageable property. So why would a finance company like Aldermore or one of the other lenders give you give give money for a car that cannot be driven? So this is why buying a car with finance, a certain element of finance, is very very good when you're buying a car at high end value, because what it does is that it can help you if there's a problem. It can it can really um, and people forget that they they think that you know. It's a sign of weakness that you had to use a finance product. It's not. The finance product is made of two parts. It's normally made of the interest payment if you've put a large enough deposit down, and also a borrower's fee, and it's calculated as the you know the APR. Now the APRs were really good when they were around you know four, five, and six, but now with interest rates rising, the the debt borrowing debt is expensive. Yeah, and hence cars financing cars has become more expensive so therefore you've got to put more money into the car so when it comes to that kind of context that's when you can do very low cash offers on cars but even if you can it's always best i think especially with um a very high-end car or even with your you know everyday car and you're going to you know if you're going to finance a car, make sure you've got the money cash and make sure that you, um, you know, you don't use it, you invest in it. That's the, that's the way I think about it. What do you think about that? A lot to take in for starters. And I think particularly the safety part there, that really got me thinking because, yeah, it's great owning a car. And I'm very lucky where my car's 2017. So it's fairly modern yeah, safety stuff. Yeah. And it's got a good few years, I think, until... But have you seen how heavy cars have got recently? Especially electrics. Yeah. That concerns me because the battery equipment in particularly Teslas. I'm yeah. Like, God. <laughs> yeah. So it definitely makes me think. The other reason to finance cars also is that you can trade into the next model more easily. And also you will always lose money on a car. But also financing the car can be... It's, people also talk about, oh, shall I buy a car as part of a company or... You know, and you've got, you've got to be very careful and you've got to take good tax advice and accounting advice. So you certainly get reliefs. You get reliefs for electric cars through limited companies as we speak. Company cars are quite big as well. Well, company cars one. depend because company cars have to be actually at the site of the premises. They have to be stored on the site of the company's present pre- premises. They can't be taken for home use or domestic use or recreational use. So the best thing to do if you own a car but you're using it for your business and you're in a limited company is to keep a mileage log and then you can claim back the mileage yeah. and the fuel. And that's what your accountant will do and they will advise you. So speak, speak to your accountant, speak to your tax advisor, get good tax advice. I'm not a tax advisor, I'm not a financial advisor, but I am a person who owns supercars and I, you know, I have bought cars cash and I've used a finance product with a very competitive deal to make sure that I I know what, you know, that, that works out. So... Yeah, there's, there's a lot to take on there, but simply put, to summarise, yeah. That is one thing with car ownership, because I look at it and go, if that thing goes wrong, that is entirely on my back. Yeah, so I've right. got a service coming up and I'm like, I'm not. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's yeah, been looked maintained. Right. I've done anything that does go wrong. I get it looked after, but I'm sure. still looking at it going, yeah. it's going to come back. There's going to be bills on this. Whereas with newer cars, usually there's servicing. They yeah, might that's right. include it in the deal. So a lot to take in. And that's been eye-opening for me. 
because of course when I've seen people finance cars I've just gone you're just cheating I've worked for this but now I realize actually there are benefits to it you're leveraging other people's money but in a smart way yeah and that's what you're doing and also there is no such thing as a forever car I learned this very early on true um you know I thought my Lamborghini Murcielago was going to be my forever car it wasn't and I think that circumstances change you see things you like and as your wealth increases you want to try new things so car collections are consistently changing yeah and also the proportion of cars that really go up in value it depends on supply and demand if 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 the law comes out tomorrow that all petrol cars are banned then all these cars we're going to you know and synthetic fuels aren't ready you're going to see you know a demand drop but that hasn't happened so that's another conversation for another day so i think it's important to really be very cautious. And remember, cars, I don't see cars as investments. Um, I don't see cars as assets. I see cars as cars. I'm quite commercial in that sense. Even though I love cars, you know I do. Yeah, so do I. I've got enough experience. There's a 50-year-old man having owned supercars and various cars. Cars are a luxury item at that level. Um, and it's a privilege to own them. And um, you have to be very careful. But make sure you understand why you're financing a car and also understand the benefits of financing as well. And don't be a snob to financing, but don't and uh, be too proud to say, I own my car cash because you could end up actually causing harm to yourself yeah. in doing so. But the used car market has been strong. So, you know, it's, it, it's just because of all the things going on with the pandemic and then the war in Ukraine, used car yeah. market has uh, remained strong. But also uh, chip shortage. Yeah. That is exactly. causing a massive effect. Yeah. I remember... And that's affected everything as well, yeah, not just cars right. like, you know, a PlayStation yeah. is a good, ex- a yeah. good, very real world example here. Yeah. Um, how wow. much they've kept in value yeah. and they were a nightmare to find. I do yeah. have a PS5, it's something I enjoy in my spare time. And it's uh, good for you. little things like that, yeah. but it's, it does make you think as well, the future of buying cars, but also kind of buying anything, you know, cars are becoming more electronic. Mm. Everything's becoming a bit more electronic. So it does make you think about, it's going to get, more difficult to it buy is. something so it financing is. becomes this option and like you said having people in your corner and you can get really good either used and proved finance or some cases just a brand yeah. new model also speak to a very good broker have broker, a, yeah. yeah have a selection of brokers a bit like mortgage brokers that you work with for any car finance and also if you're yeah but if you're buying definitely you know be very careful um, take good advice that's the advice i use and if I haven't got the money to buy something outright, then I have to work a bit harder and a bit smarter yeah. to make it happen. That's the fun part. <laughs> if you want it, go and make it happen. Yeah. And if you can't make it happen today, think about how you can make it happen tomorrow. That's right. Always make sure you've got that asset. Put the asset first. Cars are a byproduct of investing in assets. That's the way I look at it. And property and my business are the two assets I heavily invest in and that gives me enough passive income to be able to enjoy a supercar at and comfortably own it and know that i'm protected as well in case it goes wrong excellent bit of a longer episode for you guys today but a special episode yeah. and it was a nice to 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 deviate away into the discussion of uh of car finance the other thing is you never finance anything you will have no credit record and that exactly. can become a massive problem when you come to borrowing and needing a, an asset. So if you've got a history of being able to borrow and pay it back, that's a very powerful tool. 
Well, there are a few little ways you can do that, I've learned. And one thing I need to do is get a credit card. There's a way of choosing credit cards and also making sure that they also give you benefits as well. Yeah. And that's where people who don't understand how debt is used to build wealth, they sometimes live in a world where they don't want any debt and they don't want any burdens on them. And they think of debt as completely bad, but it's not. There's good debt and bad debt. And the trick is to be to only have good debt. And good debt is generally buying an asset which produces cash flow with the debt. That's how it works. And cars are seen as a liability. So that's why there's a negative uh, connotation to financing them. However, there that is a good way if you are buying something and you don't use all your money, put it into the asset and the asset actually pays for the car. But there's no such thing as free motoring. I hear this, oh, it's free motoring. There's no such thing as earning out of the free. The beauty of a supercar is that you get from petrol station A to petrol station B quicker. That's it. <laughs> that is the beauty of a supercar. And if you keep that in mind, every time you buy a supercar, you'll always bring your feet back down to earth. That's the great thing. And the number of times I look at that and say, you know, that's exactly what's happened here. That's all it does. Yeah. Wow. That is some deep thought at the end there. Some deep thought, yeah. That was good. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And I think that's a good place for us yeah, to end the so episode. Yeah, so it's a special. And thanks a lot, uh, Sir Alex, for asking me. And it's great to spend time talking about this because it's a topic which drives people to, definitely to property investment. I was driven to, you know, I did it specifically really to buy my first supercar. Yeah. And it worked, but... God, it was a scary process buying it. And we can talk about that maybe on another special. But yeah, it's been great. Thanks a lot. And um, yeah, we hope, hope you enjoyed it. And please leave comments below and rate a five-star rating would be great. And if you want to know how to build your wealth through property, that's where I, I specialise. And you're in the healthcare sector. That's where I also specialise. Links in the description. Yeah, links in the description. Wherever you are, it's always going to be in the description. Whether you're watching this or listening, it, there'll always be a way you can access the uh, coaching courses and social media and everything so excellent but we'll see you guys very soon okay thanks sir alex see you on the next episode bye thank you for watching this video and please like share comment and push the notifications bell to receive the next and latest video from the mark sheldon lloyd show